1: That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500.
2: Tonight, record-breaking heat. Triple-digit temperatures from California to Iowa. Nearly 55 million Americans under heat alerts. Could these heat waves become the new normal? more than 200 records broken across the country a mega heat wave coming days before the official start of summer so how long will the abnormal temperatures last plus running out of water in wine country severe restrictions as an extreme drought worsens tropical storm warning parts of the gulf coast prepare for heavy rainfall and flash flooding The Supreme Court's big day, two major decisions, including another legal challenge to the Affordable Care Act. Two Trump-appointed justices siding with the liberal wing of the court. What it means for your health care. Pill to treat coronavirus? The Biden administration invests $3.2 billion in new treatments. Plus COVID on steroids. The dangerous Delta variant is spreading through more states. becomes an official federal holiday. We'll meet the grandmother of Juneteenth, who walked halfway across the country to make sure Americans mark the end of slavery. Food prices soar. Restaurants feel the punch as the cost of beef and pork skyrocket. Does it mean you'll pay more when you go out to eat? Murder hornets return. The first sighting of the year. Will a swarm threaten America's honeybees? And a Father's Day story, a dad and his son on the ride of a lifetime.
3: This is the CBS Evening News with Nora
1: O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's
2: Good evening, and thank you for joining us back here in Washington. We are going to begin tonight with that dangerous mega heat wave that's now roasting much of the country, shattering more than 200 record high temperatures and leading to fears of power outages and wildfires. Now, as we come on the air, nearly 55 million Americans are under heat alerts, with a third of the country also facing devastating droughts not seen in 120 years. Well, tonight, cities across California are imposing severe water restrictions, as concerns grow that dry lightning could spark fast-moving blazes that would be nearly impossible to fight. Now, scientists say the West is facing one of its worst heat waves ever, with climate change driving temperature- temperatures as much as four degrees higher. And on the Gulf Coast tonight, the National Weather Service is posting new tropical storm warnings from Louisiana to the Florida-Alabama border. CBS's Lonnie Quinn is standing by with the latest on that dangerous heat dome and those new warnings in the Gulf. But first, CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti. Bigley- He's going to lead off our coverage from California. Good evening, Jonathan.
3: Nora, critical water sources across the west are vanishing tonight, hammered by triple-digit heat. We're here at Lake Mendocino. The water level should be coming up to where I am standing. Tonight, this lake looks more like a desert. From wildfires to power shortages, tonight, much of the West and Midwest dealing with another day of scorching heat. Tens of millions of Americans across 12 states experiencing sweltering high temperatures of 100 or above. More than 200 records broken this week. Even California's already sizzling hot Death Valley reached a record high, most of the state dealing with extreme or exceptional drought conditions. It's transforming Northern California's Lake Mendocino into a bone-dry stretch of land. The vital water source for wine country now at its lowest level ever for this time of year.
4: We need water to survive and this is,
3: it's scary. The boat ramp now leads to nowhere. Governor Gavin Newsom declared a drought emergency from the cracked lake bed back in April. I'm standing
1: currently 40 feet underwater or should be standing 40 feet under water.
3: Now the city of Healdsburg is mandating the toughest water restrictions in the west or risk running out of water by fall. No lawn sprinklers or car washes and limits of 74 gallons per person daily. And the worst of the summer heat has yet to arrive. This lake is also used by fire crews who scoop up the water to drop on wildfires. Their resource is running low tonight as they warn of a historic wildfire season ahead.
5: Nora.
2: Jonathan Vigliotti, thank you. So when will the heat finally break? For that, we turn to CBS's Lonnie Quinn. Good evening, Lonnie.
5: Good evening Nora. I would say by the end of the weekend you're still hot but it's not widespread record setting heat take a look at the big numbers all kinds of records all over the place Des Moines hit 100 degrees today a record for you Palm Springs at 122 the hottest June day you have ever had and tomorrow it's still just as hot 110 tomorrow in Redding California and like I said that heat will stay in place right through Saturday and speaking of Saturday we could be dealing with our next tropical storm right now it does not have a name it does not have a number it's in the Gulf of Mexico confidence is so high we have tropical storm warnings portions of the Gulf Coast we believe within the next 24 to 36 hours we have tropical storm Claudette making a landfall somewhere around the Louisiana border which is where the vast majority of last year's hurricanes and tropical storms made their landfall and then it pushes inland but every storm has its personality this storm is gonna be all about the rain over a foot of water in some spots out there it's not a huge windmaker if there's any takeaway from this I guess that's a good thing but a lot of rain for places that in that area don't need any more rain Nora
2: Lonnie Quinn, thank you so much. Now to another major story we are following today. The Supreme Court has turned back another Republican effort to kill the Affordable Care Act. 31 million Americans now get their medical insurance through that program. Here's CBS's Jan
4: Crawford. With today's decision, both sides suggested the fight was over. The Supreme Court has just ruled the ACA
6: is here to stay.
7: The Affordable Care Act gets constantly woven deeper and deeper into the system. It's eventually going to be pretty hard to unravel.
4: President Obama signed the Affordable Care Act into law in 2010, with then-Vice President Biden telling him... Today, President Biden tweeted that the ruling was a big win, and the law remains, as ever, a BFD. Over the past decade, the law has reshaped the entire insurance industry and provides coverage for more than 30 million Americans. But President Trump vowed to repeal it, and with three new conservative justices he appointed now on the Supreme Court, 18 red states took another swing, arguing once again that the law exceeded Congress's powers. It was a third strike, their worst defeat yet, a 7-2 ruling throwing the lawsuit out of court. Four of the court's conservatives, including Trump appointees Brett Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett, joined Justice Stephen Breyer's majority opinion, which said the states had no grounds to challenge it because they have failed to
3: show it caused them any harm. The Justices uh, by a strong majority have said uh, Congress decided to keep the ACA and we are not going to strike it down.
4: In a separate case about religious freedom, the justices were unanimous, ruling the city of Philadelphia was wrong to cut ties with a Catholic organization because it refused to provide foster care services to same-sex couples.
3: Those who expected consistent ideological divisions on the new Roberts court were wrong.
4: But that consensus and unanimity will be tested next term when the court will take on some of the most contentious issues in our society, including a major challenge to Roe versus Wade. Nora?
2: Jan Crawford, thank you. Tonight, the federal government plans to spend more than $3 billion to develop new medicines, possibly even a pill to treat the coronavirus. Now, if tests go well, they could be available by the end of this year. And it comes as health experts are becoming more and more concerned about that Delta variant. Here's CBS's Mark Strassman.
7: At this South Carolina wellness center, patients call the shots. Which of three authorized COVID vaccines they want supply dwarfs demand in a state fighting vaccine resistance. Wait till my friends got it first. (laughs) And why is that? Uh, Because I wasn't sure about it.
1: And so I've
7: been gaining a little more
1: confidence about it.
7: In South Carolina, just 40% of people have been fully vaccinated, one of America's lowest rates. Now the Delta variant, first identified in India, has emerged as America's pandemic wildcard. Early data suggests it's more contagious and deadlier than any other known variants, and spreading quickly. The CDC estimates roughly 10% of Americans now with the virus have the Delta variant. South Carolina has four known cases. But the worry? A more vulnerable population than many states with higher vaccination rates.
8: Certainly, we could absolutely see another surge due to this Delta variant.
7: Dr. Dr. Brennan Traxler oversees public health for the state of South Carolina.
8: We have seen how rapidly this variant can spread, both in other parts of the world and the country, and so um, it can very quickly take hold here in South Carolina.
7: One sign of COVID complacency, people skipping their second shots. Protection against the Delta variant plunges, according to a British study of the Pfizer vaccine. It's almost 90% effective with two shots, but with one, down to 33%. The CDC estimates 10% of Americans who received their first dose of the Pfizer or Moderna vaccines missed their second one. That's 13.5 million people. To encourage more vaccination, South Carolina and other states have promotions like the one at this brewery. It's called A Shot and a Chaser. Get the vaccine, and the chaser is a free beer, if... You're over 21. Nora?
2: All right, Mark Strassman, thank you. Beginning tomorrow, Americans will get to celebrate a brand new federal holiday, Juneteenth, which commemorates the end of slavery. CBS's Nancy Cordes has more on the importance of the day and the woman most responsible for getting it recognized.
9: With the stroke of a pen today, Juneteenth became the first new federal holiday since Martin Luther King Day in 1983. Happy Juneteenth, everybody. June 19th, 1865, was the day a Union general arrived in Galveston, Texas to inform enslaved people they were free. Two months after the end of the Civil War and two years after the signing of the Emancipation Proclamation. So think about that. For more than two years, the enslaved people of Texas were kept in servitude. 94-year-old Opal Lee has been working to make Juneteenth a national holiday for decades. Five years ago, she walked from Fort Worth, Texas to Washington, D.C. to urge Congress to act. The this week, she finally got her wish.
7: The bill is passed.
9: <laughs> You are an incredible woman, Ms. Opal. You really are. Opal Lee had a front row seat to history today. As President Biden said, signing the bipartisan bill would go down as one of the greatest honors of his presidency.
1: By making Juneteenth a federal holiday,
7: all Americans can feel the power of this day and learn from our history and celebrate progress and grapple with the distance we've come, but the distance we have to travel, Jim.
9: June 19th is on Saturday, so the federal government is treating tomorrow, Friday, as a holiday instead and giving many federal workers the day off. Though we just heard from the Postal Service, Nora, that it can't implement those changes so quickly and cease operations on Friday and Saturday, so post offices will remain open this year.
2: Well, Opal Lee proving you can make a difference even in your 90s. Nancy Cordes, thank you. Well, the president returned from his summit with Vladimir Putin to face a new reality at home. Most of his domestic initiatives have stalled. And tonight's shocking new numbers on the extent of cyber attacks on American businesses and government. We get more now from CBS's Chris Van Cleve.
6: Tonight, a day after President Biden demanded Vladimir Putin crack down on cyber thieves operating inside Russia, a new report shows ransomware attacks are exploding, up a stunning 93 percent per week. This month alone, more than 1,200 organizations being hit every seven days. A cyber criminal network of this magnitude... And profitability couldn't exist in Russia
0: without Vladimir Putin knowing about it.
6: A new bipartisan bill introduced today would give law enforcement more resources to fight cybercrime.
0: I don't think Putin's gonna stop until the pain is real.
6: Mr. Biden says it will take three to six months to see whether Putin reigns in the cyber attacks as the clock ticks on the president's $2 trillion infrastructure plan. Tonight, a bipartisan group of 21 senators is now backing a nearly $1 trillion compromise package, but liberal Democrats may not buy in.
4: I think we need more on climate. I mean, and this is not just about gestures.
6: And a voting rights bill meant to counter new restrictive laws in several states is likely doomed due to Republican opposition.
9: S-1 is an effort to hijack the state election laws for partisan advantage.
6: The Senate could take its first vote on that voting rights bill next week, but Democrats are still trying to get all 50 of their members on board. And then there's police reform. Weeks after missing the president's deadline, negotiations continue. Just today, Senator Graham told me a deal could be close. Nora.
2: All right. CBS's Chris Van Cleave. thank you. And we're following some breaking news from the Middle East. A short time ago, Israeli fighter jets struck targets in Gaza. This is in retaliation for repeated Hamas arson attacks on Israel using these incendiary balloons that are designed to set fire. Israel's military says it hit military compounds and a rocket launch site in Gaza. All right, tonight, new bumps in the road as the U.S. economy recovers. Jobless claims ticked up to more than 400,000 last week. And restaurant owners are taking a double hit, a shortage of workers and skyrocketing costs. Here's CBS's Nancy Chen. Omelets are among the mainstays at
10: Nikostopoulos's Honey Milk Restaurant outside of Chicago. But the rising prices to make them, and nearly everything else here, are becoming unsustainable. What on this menu costs more to make these days?
5: I mean, burgers are up about 40% from when we printed this.
10: Two-thirds of restaurant operators say their total food costs are higher than they were before the pandemic. In April, for the fourth straight month, wholesale prices shot up for beef, pork and fruit.
5: Supply lines have been interrupted. Uh, Transport costs are through the roof.
10: Supply issues have also meant products
5: constantly out of stock, both at
10: Kostopoulos' restaurant and his grocery store next door.
5: So what you're seeing a new trend is shrinkflation, where They believe that a customer can comfortably pay a certain amount of something, so they're getting smaller and smaller portions.
10: Adding to that, a labor shortage. A record high 48% of small business owners reported unfilled job openings in May. How badly has inflation hit the restaurant business?
6: Menu prices are up almost 4% compared to prior period in 2020. That is the largest increase Since essentially the 2009
5: time frame. There we go, sir.
10: Gestopoulos hasn't raised prices yet, but says he soon won't have a choice. I'm scared that it's just the beginning.
5: Whatever it is, we just have to keep adjusting.
10: Nancy Chen, Warrenville, Illinois.
2: For the first time this year, a murder hornet has been found in the U.S., north of Seattle. Murder hornets are native to Asia. Their sting can be life-threatening to humans, and they can wipe out colonies of honeybees. Experts believe the dead male hornet was from a previous season and only discovered just recently. All right, two of the biggest names in tennis are skipping Wimbledon. Naomi Osaka, who quit the French Open to focus on her mental health, announced she is withdrawing for personal reasons, and Rafael Nadal, who's 35, will miss both Wimbledon and the Olympics to rest after quote, listening to my body. All right, and we've got some scary new video from Santa Claus Beach near Los Angeles. Drone footage shows a school of great white sharks just offshore among the swimmers and surfers. Amazingly, a 16 year old paddled toward them to get a closer look, but we can report the sharks did not attack. Most dads will be able to relax this Father's Day. A dad from Washington State won't have time for that. He'll be pedaling away with his son on the adventure of a lifetime. Here's CBS's Jamie Ucas. If life is a journey,
8: James and Shepard Culver are certainly enjoying the ride.
2: Seven o'clock in the morning.
8: Yeah, I'm trying to beat the heat. It was nine-year-old Shepard's idea to pedal from Washington State to the Statue of Liberty.
3: I was like, well, that would take all summer, you know, and he's like, well, that actually sounds great, you know? We could spend all summer riding together.
8: Why not see the Statue of Liberty by going on an airplane or a train? When you're on a bike, everything just slows down, and you get to notice cool stuff on the side of the road. Yeah, look We really had to slow down the first time they started the trek two years ago. In fact, they stopped. I was feeling really, really sick, having terrible headaches while riding. My dad took me to the hospital and a doctor poked my finger and said, sorry, Shepard, you have type 1 diabetes. Now with Shepard's insulin packed, the two are back on the road.
3: All right, on our way to... Devil's Lake. Devil's Lake.
8: They've gone halfway and hope to get to New York by August. What's been the highlight so far for you, Shepard? Mostly just
3: spending time with my dad. Part of me is kind of dreading the fact that there's only 1,600 miles
7: left. I'm going to feel pretty sad when we have to stop. I um, I really have the time of my life here.
8: It doesn't get any better than that. Jamie Ucas,
2: CBS News, Los Angeles. And good luck to them. A young athlete makes history inspired by a role model just like him. That's all tomorrow when CBS's Steve Hartman goes on the road. And if you can't watch us live, don't forget, you can set your DVR so you can watch us later. And that's tonight's edition of the CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in the nation's capital. Thanks so much for joining us. Good night.
0: If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com slash survey. Survivor's back and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor
5: podcast. And we have a twist, a new co-host, the winner of Survivor 45, D. Viadaris. Hi! Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast.